Unlocking Your World of Creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. Mark introduces you to some of the world's leading creative talent from publishing, film, music, restaurants, medical research, and more. You'll discover how to tap into your most original thinking, how to organize your ideas, and most of all, how to make the connections and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking your world of creativity. Hi, everyone. It's Mark Stenson. Our podcast is supported by Design Hill. Design Hill is the world's number one creative marketplace that caters to the creative needs of businesses and individuals alike. You can source high-quality designs from professional designers and unique products created by independent artists. Listen later in the episode for a special offer and a discount code. Hello again, friends. And today, our virtual travels, we're going to stamp our creative passport at the Incheon Airport outside Seoul, Korea. And we're going to drive about 30 kilometers south of the capital of Seoul and visit with my new friend, Kiki Osterbrook. Kiki, welcome to the program. Mark, so fun to be here. Thank you. And, you know, we were just talking before I hit the record button about having our virtual cup of coffee here over Zoom, that it's just so good to have these conversations and we can talk about all things creative, what you're working on, interests that we have in common. It's really a good medium, isn't it, to exchange ideas all over the world? Absolutely. I think so. Yeah, I've been listening to some of this stuff and I think it's such an, uh, well, obviously it's such an important topic for all of us and interesting and you learn so much while you're talking with people, right? So, yes. Cool. Well, and you're consulting and coaching clients really on all sorts of their creative thinking process and sometimes getting out of their own way or how to leverage yeah. their own experience and tools. Tell us a little about your coaching practice. Mark, what I think is interesting about creativity to first address is the fact that creativity is something that is natural to us human beings. Would you say so? I would. Yes. And, and who we are meant to be in expressing our unique self. And that therefore, simply being human means you are creative, right? So I think that that's the first thing that I find interesting to speak, to express. And that is also why creativity in children is so apparent and effortless because it's natural to them. It makes you wonder then if it is so natural and it yeah. really is innate in us. Yeah. Why do sometimes, you know, we say, or friends of ours might say, you know, I'm really not that creative. Mm. Or somebody might go so far as to say, I don't have a creative bone in my body. And yet we know that they are a problem solver or they come up with new ideas or they have all sorts of suggestions or plans or strategies for their own life. Absolutely. Yeah, because I, I think, first of all, we might need to look at uh, continuously expanding on the idea of what creativity looks like or sounds like or feels like. Some people might still have a limited idea of what that means for them. And I think also Maslow said it very interestingly. He said companies should not so much be asking how can we make people more creative. He said it's more a question of what stops people from being creative. So interesting. Yeah. And I think that, you know, and there's like so much already out there that I'm sure you've read about or listened to talks, or, you know, lectures that, for example, they say education kills creativity. You know, when you, when you look at little children, creativity is really high. And as you go up to high school, by the end of high school, creativity is pretty much 
done. And so then we go into university and then we go into companies where the need for creativity is becoming more, more high. And yet when you look at our actual level of creativity that we can bring into our work, it, it's been, yeah, it's down. And then the question really is what happened with us during this whole trajectory of growing up, mm -hmm. right? And do you have a theory on that? Well, I mean, some people I, say, you know, well, because teachers beat it out of us, you know, that they judged yeah, us. Uh, the sky is always blue. The grass right. is always green. You cannot, you know, somebody drew the sky and it was purple and orange. Well, yeah. that's what a sunset looks like. And so right. that's what right. they saw. But I mean, yeah. is it because we start caring what other people think? You know, is it peer pressure or whatever? Where, where do you think that the obstacles? I, thought, I think the magic word was in your second sentence. I think it was your second sentence. <laughs> it's the word judge. It's actually very, it's actually that simple. Because when you look at what judgment does, and I don't know if you had a recent case where you were met with judgment, from from my experience and i see it in the people around me and obviously also with the clients that i work with judgment is very painful do you know what i mean i do it's painful yeah so whenever you're like ex let's say you're excited about something and then somebody looks at you and like that's stupid that's that's painful well you can pretend it doesn't do anything but it's actually very painful for literally also our nervous system so as we grow up i think the first thing is judgment and then the second thing is the, the way, like you described as well, like when you are asked to draw something, are you allowed to use uh, full creativity? And are you basically guided in that process simply based on like your effort and your, your ability to dare new things rather than saying like, if, if the sky is not purple or the sky isn't black or, you know, th that way, then also you're given space to experiment and to express. And I think that that's the second very important component to creativity is space. Yes. Because I noticed a couple of years ago, I moved house and that was for me a perfect analogy where I realized, you know, when you have empty space, you can be creative, right? Then it's like, okay, what am I going to do with this space? What, what is, what's going to be the function functionality? Do I want to have the traditional layout? What color scheme will make me excited coming into the space? So as you have a literal empty space, a physical empty space you get challenged to fill in that space with ideas right that's a way of creative expression and just and put in your own identity your own fingerprint on it exactly exactly and that's the same with clothing it's the same with you know the music that we like to listen to whatever it is it's it's with this when we have space that's where we can start to fill in that space with our own ideas so true Right. And you know, so and you, when you were mentioning judgment, I couldn't yeah. help but think, obviously, I know that we're talking about negative judgment. You know, I judge that to be good, or I judge that to be happy. And we right. become dependent on other people's yes. opinions, it, good or bad, right? I, I do recall, uh, I think it's Wayne yeah. Dyer says, you know, you want to be independent of the good opinion yeah. of others as well. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I was recently talking to one of my coaching clients and he at his company said like i've been getting six awards it's like that's amazing he's like no i feel so much pressure 
I was like, okay, I want to hear more about that. <laughs> because obviously I know what it means because we, you, you might have read or heard about uh, Mindset by Kel, mm-hmm. right? And that was like a 20 years research. And basically she, one of the things that she come to understand is that complimenting, like you said, like good things, like, oh, you're so smart or like you're so talented is actually very scary for people because it I, makes them identified with what they are doing in that moment. And when you have an identity, then you sort of want to hold on to it, not lose it. And then the fear of losing that identity of like not making something beautiful or not being smart, uh, that fear actually kills your ability to do it again and to take more risk and to experiment more. Mm -hmm. So yeah, absolutely. Judgment, both the good and the bad are actually holding us back from trying out more it, it, it it's a judgment that puts us into a smaller space and the smaller the space the less space we also experience for expression we'll be right back with our interview here on unlocking your world of creativity but first a reminder of the discount that i promised you at the beginning of the show from design hill you can get an exclusive 25 percent off of design hill's logo maker service just use the code wf25 The link is in the show notes. And remember, the offer is valid through November 30th, 2021. And now back to our interview. And I assume that you can't give up this need for a judgment cold turkey. How do we begin to little by little take those risks? I mean, some people say you got to take a risk as in jump off the deep end. But I mean, can't we gradually begin to expand our comfort zones? I agree with you on that. I think there is this idea of where people, you know, like, you know, you just got a leap of faith and just go. Some people might be able to do that. I'm sure they are. However, I think also from my personal experience, and it seems that you speak from your experience as well, that little, little steps is actually far more natural for me right where you it's 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 simply about it's in the same way the ability to build a new skill that also goes step by step and as you go on you know it's like this uh, exponential growth and not the linear one uh, at some point you will notice an explosive growth and a visible manifestation of something you've been investing in quite some time and i think that's very similar to becoming free of judgment because ultimately what that means is becoming free of external judgment really requires you to go within and to notice all the internal judgment that we have been collecting and that we are actually not hearing all the time. We are very good and very well focused on noticing the external judgment that we're receiving however we're very blind and deaf to the internal judgment that is continuously coming up right so true and we're talking about experiences i can't help but wonder about your own creative path your own life journey well the collection of these experiences i mean you're, you're living in korea now but you've had a chance to live work study in other places maybe you could share a little bit about that and how that influenced your wider risk-taking or comfort zone yeah i i think that's that's such an important component as well to creativity because i think steve jobs said something like that you know like creative people often when you ask them where 
does that come from? They often look at you like, I have no idea. <laughs> but when, when you try to analyze it, it really comes down to a lot of different experiences. And I think like, it's sort of like, you know, experiences in that perspective are like dots. And, and I, I would say that emotions that comes from the experiences, I would be like, I like the colors. And then, so when you put them together, the dots and the colors, you create an art piece. And, and again, it's not about the judgment towards the dots, like, oh, that dot is too small, too big, too dark, or the colors are, it's so depressing. No, no, no. Let's for a moment, forget about the judgment simply see all the dots and then the colors and then see what stories come to you you know it's like sort of like watching an abstract piece of work and simply be content to watch it without having a preconceived idea of what you should be seeing or what it should be so Does interesting yes yeah. well so, yeah. and you're mentioning the art styles what, what's yeah. the art style that uses the sort of dot technique the famous painting Sunday in the Park with George. I, yes, I know exactly. it has a I know it has a fancier name than that, but that's what I think of it as. Right. But it's all this collection of very fine mm -hmm. dots that the artist yeah. uses. And if you looked at right. it very close, you would yeah. only see the dots. But when you step right. back from it, of course, you see the entire scene. Which is, in a way, a rougher version of what a photo really is, right? A photo is like a collection of many pixels. And when you would really zoom in, you would see exactly that just dots and then as you zoom out you see, and I think that that's such a beautiful analogy to your own life as well you know as you go through life it's like all those dots that you're in and as you have more life experiences and most importantly the ability to step back often and I think it's in that stepping back and seeing the bigger picture right or the right hemisphere or you know that's where I think life starts to make sense to you. And that's also where you can make everything, give things a You can just look at something random. Like I remember like often as a child, I could, I could walk somewhere and then you look at, stare at the ground and then suddenly you would see in the lines of the tiles on the ground, you would see a figure, right? Or clouds or whatever. And I think that that's, the same thing, like when you're able to step back frequently and look at your life, then you, you can see the lines and then you, you can see new things in just dots and colors. Yes. I think that and that's what makes life so exciting. I think so. And does an instance or an experience come to mind, Kiki, when you think about that, that says, you know, there was a decision or a life change that you were facing that you said, look, I need to step back here and connect a few of these dots before I launch into this decision? I think that as I gotten more in touch with, or when I got a better understanding of how we make, we give meaning to our own life, then you also somehow naturally step back often. And I think in a stepping back, you can not only see where you've been and where you are, but you can also bring it together and sort of see like the possibilities of where it could go. And the possibilities to where it could go, I think often is a combination of the ability to also receive inspiration. And because I think creativity in, and us human beings are very spiritual beings as well. You know? And when I talk about spirituality, I'm really talking in my simply like a high level of consciousness and 
and actual and 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 that is expressed in the way we use our creativity and and we receive that through inspiration and and inspiration a lot of it is simply using your imagination as well now i have i think my talent definitely is i have a lot of imagination <laughs> yeah and so i i can see things and it really helps also to make stories about your own life and i think that that's also what makes life exciting and it doesn't have to be true and that doesn't matter either like at the end of the day you know who cares However, the, how does it make you feel and how does it make your life now also more exciting? And more importantly, how do you look towards where you're heading, you know, like towards your possibilities? So your question was... <laughs> oh, I was just thinking about you know, some point in your life where you faced a decision. Yeah. I think if I just went with my gut, you know, I would yeah. turn left. But if I look at the data, I would turn right. Yeah. I have to look at it all. What am I going to yeah. do? Yeah. I love the word data because that is exactly what it is. Like all these experiences and dots, the more you have, the more data you're collecting and the more data you're collecting, the more you can analyze that. And, you know, like nowadays data analysis is huge, big data because they use it to predict future behavior. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And that's what we can do on our own individual level as well. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really the exciting part about predicting your future is like, okay, where have I been? What have I done? And then like, okay, so where could that lead? You know, and what are the probabilities? It's, yes. it's kind of well, and you're speaking to so many different kind of creative personalities, I guess I yes. would call them, or if you did your strength finders 2.0 survey, you know, what, yeah. what, what are you, you know, and you were talking about strong imagination. I, I yeah. think one of my strengths is the initiator. I love to start you know, maybe have trouble yeah. completing them, but I yeah. love to start things, you know, yeah. but some people are stuck in various stages of this creative process. And yeah. I think one of the things that you, if I understand correctly, you help people get unstuck, or you kind of say, where are you in your thinking and decision-making process? Maybe you could describe a little bit about how you approach that. I would say that when I look at my clients, and I've had fortunately enough now to have a bit of data, what kind of clients tend to come to me and what, what things we work on together is that generally they are people who have a big dream. And that doesn't, you know, when you think about it, like often we attract people that are, you know, vibing on the same level as you are. So it's, it's not really that strange. And so the people that I generally tend to work with are, not so much creative as an artist, they're creative like as a data analyst or they're creative as an IT engineer and they are truly creative. Like I've, I've worked some time with, a, with a, an IT engineer who loved listening to classical music, who knew everything about, who was very much interested in Bach and how Bach composed music and interested in like Schumann and like his his relationship with his wife and and so he would talk a lot about classical music and about literature and somehow it really inspired him to come up with more better IT solutions for his clients as well 
Do you know what I mean? And I think that that's what I find very fascinating that generally the people I work with are very corporate people, usually in a very technical or financial field, yet they are such creative people. And the creativity really comes down to the fact that they challenge themselves to become knowledgeable in multiple areas in their life, not just in their field. Mm. They know a lot about music, sports, etc. Well, yeah, it's interesting. I'm glad you brought this up because, again, we imagine sometimes that people are stuck in a corporate world and they're yeah. doing their nine to five job or these days yeah. you're working at home kind of a job. But, yeah. yeah, as if they have some creative dream outside the yeah. company. But sometimes right. those dreams are inside the company. You know, yeah. they just want to accomplish more or innovate, yeah. you know, within their corporate uh, setting. And, Absolutely. you know, that can be done too, right? Yes, yes. So when, they, when we work together, the main point really is that in a creative process, when you have dreams, and that is for all of us, it doesn't matter what you do, you will meet barriers and you will meet moments of where you experience defeat or where you suddenly think like, I'm not sure if I actually want this so much. And I'm not sure if this company is really for me. I'm not sure if like the structure in this company is actually going to support my dream or limit it. And I'm suddenly not so sure if my dream should be done here or so there's, there's a lot of doubt creep, creeping in and a lot of the, and often you find the, the more passionate a person is, the more it will also leak away in the company because being passionate and creative and to be purpose-driven is it's inevitable to also be very vulnerable because to have that state of level of creativity and drive you're you're always you bring yourself and when you bring yourself you also will find that not everybody has that same ability and so it makes you often a loner and, and it often makes you go like, okay, what am I doing here? And especially when they are in a leadership position, it's very hard to, to maintain a high level of belief and focus. So that's where coaching is very useful because you're no longer alone. So that's mm -hmm. the first thing. And secondly, in the process of create, being a creative and purpose-driven, you will find that a lot of the limitations that you experience is always a reflection of your own inner limitations. Like we earlier talked about, you know, the judge, external judgment are simply an amplification of our own inner judgment. So as we get up in a higher level of awareness and consciousness and creativity, you will find that to go to another level, you really have to empty out yourself. And that's where I come in as your creative coach because I love emptying out people. I, I do that. that like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love digging and then cleaning up and organizing and uh, making meaningful connections. And it's in that meaningful connections of people's own life so far that space is created because once you see the, the meaning of what you have experienced, it's very easy to let it go, the judgment. And the moment the judgment is gone toward your own uh, past or your life so far, it's like just one beautiful big painting. That's it. And it no longer holds you back so much in your possibilities for 
the moment that you're in now and the possibilities that you're creating. Sure. Yeah? And you're speaking from personal experience. I mean, oh, even in your background. I mean, yeah. you were in that corporate environment, you worked for a multinational and you yeah. were in training and product management and so forth. So, you, oh, you found your homework. <laughs> well, well, you know, I, I try to scroll down the LinkedIn profile to find the fun stuff the down fun. at the bottom, <laughs> not just what we're doing today, because like yeah. we've been saying, it all informs where we're headed, right? Yeah, so if, if for you, Kiki, you yeah. were coaching yourself, or if you were seeking outside counsel and someone said, you know, where's the big dreams for you? What are yeah. you looking over the horizon to accomplish? What's ahead for you? Oh, there's a lot ahead of me. And I think to be really honest, I, where I'm at in my stage, it feels that it's still such a vulnerable thing that when I talk about it, I feel that I'm going to poke holes in it. Mm -hmm. So I think you know, I'm at this stage where I hold on to this dream without making it too public because I think it's still too fragile. Does that make sense? And you don't want that judgment, positive or negative. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it still needs that space. And I, I sort of need to protect that space. And um, yeah, well, I, um, no, I, I can respect it. And first of all, uh, the fact yeah. that, you know, the stage that it's at, you know, it's at yeah. that fragile sort yeah. of embryonic stage, yes. you know, yeah. where you don't want to overexpress it or over pressure. Well, it's, it's like, you know, you like, do, do you have children, Mark, yourself? Yes. You know, like when your child is just born and like people come and visit and like everybody wants to hold your baby, mm -hmm. but then you're sort of like, yes. you know, like, and especially with your firstborn, there's like a lot of judgment or also like, should I, I don't want to be this overprotective mother, but I'm not feeling comfortable with everybody holding on to it. Like it's a thing, you know, mm -hmm. like that. Yeah like is how is it going to affect affect the newborn so there's a lot of things that are still unknown and this constant inner dialogue of what is happening i know it's there and it requires still a lot of nurturing it's beautiful very proud of it and i'm excited to see it grow yet there's also enough things still that that i'm questioning and i think you know it's it's a fragile and vulnerable stage to be in as as a new parent sort of well, I think we can all appreciate and uh, empathize with where you're yeah. at because we all have those nascent ideas that are just right? just beginning. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, How what a great conversation. Oh, well, sure. And, you know, yeah. I also, well, as I said, I'd like to start a lot of things, but I, I have more books inside of me. I would really yeah. like to start online classes. I, I have put it out there that okay. I would like to do online courses. So I, I think there are a lot of ways people are doing it. And I would like to learn from their experience and not yeah. because I'm waiting to do it perfectly, but because I, I would like to put, you know, my best product out there and whether that's, you know, a subscription masterclass or whether that's YouTube videos or whether that's any other kind of pay per view <laughs> kind yeah. of a, a medium stream or otherwise. But, you know, the, these kind of ideas I have percolating. It's there's like so many different options nowadays, right? Yes. Yes. At times it's, it's like, well, I wouldn't say confusing, but yeah. Well, there's a lot of choices. That's the point. And, yeah. you know, podcasting is a medium and clubhouse is a medium and online yeah. courses. And so there's a, there's a lot of different platforms we could pursue, but those are the ones I'm thinking about right now. Yeah. Which one does makes you uh, most excited to do? What well, in doing? other words, I, I have the, 
the tools or the modules that yeah. I'm thinking about for the class. And yeah. so I think if I could record these modules and then say, put them on my website, I have a website, I already, you know, could post these things. Yeah. I think there's a way to make them appointment or, you know, take payments or subscriptions or however the platform might be used. And it's yeah. just, it's sorting out some of those logistics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and how about the writing? What's going to be your next book? Because you've already written one or two. Well, books. yeah, I've written a few. And, you know, one of the things I've done with my previous series of a world of creativity interviews is compiled the interviews into a book. And I think I want to do that with this series of podcasts that I'm doing, unlocking your world of creativity and have some topics and groupings of people. So here's the musician you know, interviews, here's the author interviews, here's the coach and creative experts like yourself. So they can be in parts and chapters. So again, there's some logistic hurdles. I, I've counseled so many people who say I've always wanted to write a book. Well, look, if there's ever a time, and I'm not yeah. just going to say wave a magic wand and make it easy, but I've also helped two other people write their books. And so it's, it's a practice that can be executed if you have a little time and discipline. And would you say that when you write a book with or help people in their writing process, does it go a lot faster for them? Oh, for sure. I mean, for one thing, they learn how to organize their ideas, right? It's like, and I always said, for example, write the table of contents first, then what's in chapter one, then what's in, don't, don't sit down and say chapter one, write yeah. the first sentence. You know, there are, there are people who can do that, you know, write, yeah. write a chapter a day or write 12 pages a day. Those are exercises, yeah. but I, I can approach it a little bit different and help them. And for sure, the logistics of, so you want to self-publish and, or if you want to get a Kindle book on Amazon and I mean, there's, yeah. there's some parameters and those, those can be learned too. So what would you say about an argument such as like, nowadays, everybody seems to be writing books. Like, is that the best way to put out yeah. your ideas still? Well, everybody is writing a book, you know? <laughs> so why aren't you writing your book? <laughs> you know, everybody's doing a podcast. Well, why aren't you doing a podcast? Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you're saying, like That's I heard the other day, I, like I, I heard the other day, somebody, oh, yeah. nobody's on Facebook anymore. Oh, Facebook's dead. Well, they said that about TV since about 1955. Ah, TV's yeah. dead. Nobody watches yeah. TV anymore. And yeah. well, there, more people are watching TV than are listening to this podcast. So, you know, <laughs> there's still a lot of yeah. people watching TV, a lot of people on Facebook. Yes, yeah. you know, Instagram and Clubhouse and streaming and Netflix yeah. and everything else is very good too. Yeah. And if you want to think about what the next thing is, then think about the next thing. But yeah. doesn't mean you have to, totally give up on what's going on today i like what you're saying you're saying like you can look at it like you know don't do it because nobody's doing it or everybody's doing it if there's people doing it and you're not doing it it doesn't mean that means that not everybody's doing it yes and you know there I mean, it's, the, it's the old always it's that yeah. old joke about nobody goes to that restaurant anymore because it's too crowded you know well people are still lined up so yeah. Uh, yeah. there's something going good going on there absolutely yeah. yeah yeah we're forgetting at times that we're always seeking to confirm our own beliefs and also our own biases mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. which definitely doesn't mean that it's actual factual or yeah. so if everybody's writing a book and you think you don't want to write a book because everyone else is doing it then do something else 
then you know start a blog oh everybody's doing a blog okay well then start a youtube then oh everybody's doing yeah. that well good do it on tiktok i mean do whatever you want to do but don't be afraid to express your idea kiki you warned me you warned me that you would yeah. turn the tables and start interviewing me no but we're gonna have a conversation, <laughs> oh, conversation. and I think this is slowly getting to that point right because you were so far i felt like you were doing really well with asking me very interesting questions and yet i was like I don't feel like we're having a conversation. It feels like it's really, I mean, talk, which I like, I love talking, but I right. think it's interesting to have more like a, a dialogue where you, I don't know. For sure. Yeah. Well, let, let's continue. I think our, our time is up for now, but let's okay. continue this dialogue and let's have other chances to have this conversation. Whether, whether it's part two of a podcast or if it's on another platform, I think we should continue that. Yeah. yeah. But I before like we to, go, Kiki, I want yeah. to be sure the listeners know how to connect with you and learn more about what you're doing. How can we mm -hmm. find you? They can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, they can find me on Instagram. And they are more than welcome to send me an email. So I don't know, you might be able to put my email out. On, I, uh, I will put it all in the show notes. Yeah. So yeah. guys, just look down there and you'll find the LinkedIn uh, profile and you'll find Instagram and her email. Kiki Osterbrook, it's been so great to talk to you. Thanks for letting me uh, visit with you in Seoul and uh, connect, make more global connections. It's been so fun. I love this. Mark, thank you so much for the invitation. Yes. I enjoyed the conversation very much. And when real travels are open, I'll be making it back over to Seoul, I'm sure. And uh, maybe we can have a coffee shop visit over a there. Real too. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Well, very good. Well, listeners, thanks for coming by this episode again. Kiki Osterbrook and her coaching practice. Be sure to check it out because there's lots of ideas and she's got lots of insights on how to think more creatively, have more fun at work, and then express yourself in so many different ways. And then, of course, come back again for our next episode of Unlocking Your World of Creativity. And we'll explore more creative inspiration, more ways to organize your ideas and gain the connection and the confidence to launch your work out into the world. So until next time, I'm Mark Stenson. We'll see you soon. Thanks again to our sponsor, Design Hill, the world's number one creative marketplace for business and individuals where you can access high quality designs from professional designers and unique products created by independent artists. You can get 25% off of Design Hill's logo maker service. Just use the discount code WF25. The link is in the show notes. And remember, the offer is valid through November 30th, 2021. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media, creators of IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and thepeaceroom.love.